If you're pregnant, you and your baby could get seriously ill if you're not vaccinated against COVID-19 and flu. You can have both jabs at the same time and at any stage of your pregnancy. They'll protect you both now and for the first few months after your child is born. Don't delay. Double your defences. Get vaccinated. Get protected. Go to nhs.uk to find out more. This is our People podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hi and welcome to Our People podcast. I'm Harry Newhouse and I'm a PR and social media assistant here at the Trust. On today's episode, we will be talking to our legacy mentor team, and here to do this with me is Jane Billings, Siobhan Lynch, Ben C. Racina, and Jimmy Sarumiento. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank you, Harry. Hello. Thank Hello. you. Hi. I'll start off by going around the table, and if you could introduce yourself and explain what your role is here at the Trust and what that involves. I'll start with you, Jane. Hi, Harry. Um, I'm Jane Billings, and I'm majoring in the MAT Workforce team, um, and I've supported the rollout of the legacy mentors within the Trust. Hello, my name is Jimmy Sarmiento, just call me Jimmy. Um, so I'm one of the legacy mentors for the acute hospital and we are supporting Sunderland Royal Hospital, Satine Side and Sunderland Eye Infirmary. Hi, myself Benzi Racina. So I started as a first legacy mentor of the South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. I'm so proud and happy to be one of the legacy mentors and we are supporting the staff, especially for those who are uh, new to the trust less than two years of their career. Uh, Hi Harry, um, my name's Siobhan. I am um, a newly appointed community legacy mentor and I've only been in post a couple of weeks, so I'm still very much in training. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so you're, as you mentioned there, you're all part of the legacy mentor team, which is a fairly new team here at the Trust. Um, Jane, what is a legacy mentor and why do we need them at the Trust? So we've been really privileged to um, gain some funding through NHS England earlier on in the year to support the rollout of the Legacy Mentors. And what this is, is um, some healthcare professionals, in our case, it's experienced nurses. The original was for later in their career, but we do have some, um, the team are sort of mid-career, but that's fine because they've got a wealth of experience that they can bring from um, their nursing experience. And also there have been mentors to um, newly qualified nurses in the past as well. So it's, it's proven to be a really good success. Um, so what we're doing, we're supporting newly qualified nurses, midwives and allied health professionals across the trust and providing pastoral support, professional advice and some education. And also the legacy mentors have got that ability to pass on hints and tips that have, that have supported them throughout their nursing careers within the NHS. Yeah. And when Bensi and Jimmy and Siobhan were applying for the job, what, what, who were you sort of looking, looking for? What sort of qualities were you? The ideal qualities is um, someone who is kind and caring, which I'm really lucky that the team are. They are committed to supporting and developing staff. They are using their experiences to show others um, how they can develop um, into experienced nurses, midwives and allied health professionals themselves. 
So that's an ideal legacy mentor is someone with that coaching ability to support our staff and help grow our workforce and hopefully long-term retain and keep them at South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Perfect. And uh, you mentioned that, so you're all experienced registered nurses. Could you all talk, uh, we'll go around the table again, but could you all talk about um, your past experiences to how you got to your role that you are at now? So I'll start with you, Jimmy. Right, okay. Well, basically, if we're going to put it all together, legacy mental service or we as legacy mentors, our main focus is sharing our experience, maybe um, bad experience or good experience, and then able them to use uh, these experiences or let them realize that they could use these experiences to transform into road development as a learning opportunity and also part of their road system, okay? To be honest, I cannot remember any specific moments where I realized that, oh, I will be better a mentor, I will be a better coach, I will be a better teacher. But I could say, and I think it's part of my personality because I've been really independent ever since. Um, even I was working in the Philippines 12 years ago even when I was a student, I've been really independent and very, very interested in teaching, educating, and sharing my experiences, sharing my, what, what is, uh, works for me. So I think when I started working in the trust, it's like a, a new environment for me as well. And that is also the time where I, I was able to develop my adaptation skills, which in turn now I am trying to give back or share with the uh, new joiners of, 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 of our hospital, of our trust. May they be an international recruit or may, may they be uh, recruited locally. It really doesn't matter, but I think what more important is the transition or my experience from adapting to a new role, a new environment, new practices, policies and approach are being used, I, I utilise them to my advantage and the same thing that I am advising with my mentees. Yeah, Thank you. Were you a registered nurse here at the Trust before you were in the Legacy Mentor team? Yes, so I was a charge nurse in colorectal surgery, so this is a secondment role for me and I've been really uh, privileged and thankful to, my, to Jane and also to my previous manager that she has, she's been very supportive and understanding that this is my passion. Passion is, uh, teaching is my passion, supporting staff or be of help to someone uh, who I was on the same shoes before. Because six years ago, we don't have legacy mentors. Mm -hmm. We were like, I felt like we were being thrown in the middle of the ocean and we were just like, oh, you, you, uh, you learn how to swim now. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt before. Because to be honest with you, the seven years ago, so the trust was very supported with our recruitment and setting our expectation. But on a personal note, uh, we were allocated on the on the ward, and then we were trained for like one, two, three weeks, and then after that, the expectation comes in, and then bigger and bigger as weeks goes by. And it is just on how the person would approach these kind of like changes. Uh, that would make or break him. So in my case, I used this opportunity to to, to strive in in, 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 
in, in, in that kind of like moment and use that opportunity to grow and uh, be better on, on, in my skill. And in just a matter of two years, um, I was able to secure a new job as a, as a deputy ward manager in, in C30, which is colorectal surgery. And then a year after, I've been given a chance to, to join the group as a legacy mentor. So experience and mentoring really helps and make a significant changes to, to, to new recruits or to international uh, recruited nurses. Yeah, thank you. And Bensi? Hi, I just um, completed my nursing degree in 2012 in India. So, and after that, I started working as a medical surgical ward nurse. During that time, I got an opportunity to work as an educator in the infection control. So, I just started my passion of teaching and developing myself in the clinical education side from that aspect. And after that, I have around 12 years of nursing experience in Saudi Arabia as a bedside nurse educator in a critical care environment. And that makes me more uh, skillful and confident enough with a lot of a specialist uh, procedures and skills. So from that time itself, I'm looking to keen to support students and as well as the staff. And they're always getting a good feedback on that as well. So from there as well, I'm realizing my passion to go and support nurses. But when I come to UK in 2019, I was uh, as a nurse in intensive care unit. And I have around three and a half years experience in intensive care during that time. The legacy mentor job being advertised. And I just read through the job description. Exactly, it suits like uh, somebody is really passionate, who is committed and uh, caring to approach staff who actually need those support. For me, I really feel like as an international nurse coming from a different country, I can really understand and think about their perspective. Since I came, I go through the OSCE, go through the preceptorship, and then I know what are the obstacles, what are the challenges which I face. So what are the way I overcome to be a successful band five and gain experience of a three years of intensive care nurse. So I am very passionate and very compassionate to give and share my experience to those who are coming to the new to the trust or the future coming nurses. Uh, I think like uh, we can share our experience, we can share our expertise to the future nurses. Uh, really the legacy mentors is looking to have like a more experience, more expertise. The nurses are always on the late, late careers of their stage, but like a people can support with their wealth of experience, wealth of knowledge to somebody. We can share our experience and passion uh, to fulfill those who dreams with their newcomers to United Kingdom. Yeah, and because as a trust, we are very proud of the amount of international nurses we, we have at the trust. And it's such an important role to make sure they're all feeling good that they've came here and it's just vitally important uh, because that means ultimately better patient care if we've got happy stuff. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's not just around their professional abilities and skills. It might be around their pastoral support, such as finding a place that they can worship and continue practising their faith, that maybe um, someone might have um, special dietary requirements and not sure where to go for their shopping and things like that. So these things all impact our staff in different ways. Um, So it's actually supporting them, not just within their role, but also giving some guidance around settling their life in the UK. Siobhan? Hi, um, I'm Siobhan. Um, I joined the NHS in 1984. Let's cough that away. (laughs) Did not think about the length of time. And came into community nursing in 1990. So a substantial amount of time. And when I saw this 
legacy mentor advertised, I thought, why did nobody think of this before? Mm -hmm. I can pinpoint a lot of people who would have been very good at legacy mentors who've already retired, but I've always supported students and I've always been the go-to in the team for advice and things, so I hope that I can bring some enthusiasm and support people. Um, we don't have very many um, international recruits in the community, but we're looking to have people join us very soon and we're all very excited about that and hopefully we can make that smooth as possible for them and make them feel wanted and appreciated. So does your role differ much from um, Bensie's and Jimmy's as so, like you're in the community? I'm seconded two days a week into this post and I have been in only in it on a couple of weeks so I'm very new but most of my time is spent, spent delivering healthcare in people's homes so true district nursing um, and it can be, it's very varied, it's very busy. So I think people will be having a lot to do when they come out mm. to the community anyway. <laughs> um, and it'll be very different for them, but I hope that they enjoy it. So do many trusts in the region or even nationally have a legacy mentor team? Is it a popular yeah. thing yeah. in the NHS? A lot of um, trusts have signed up to this because there was some funding made available that we could apply for. So we um, meet on um, a monthly basis with our colleagues across the region, which has been really good, and we can share ideas and um, you know benchmark with each other. Um, and they're all very like-minded legacy mentors and managers who are, who are like us and just really want to give the best for our staff. So yeah, so we've, we've got that opportunity, which has been really helpful. And I think, Jimmy, you've kind of gone further and communicated with them in email and com telephone conversations and things because we're all learning from each other. It's a new role. And I think that's really important that we do that across the region. Yeah, that's right. So we've got in touch with a legacy mentor who work in Mid-Yorkshire, in Leeds. Uh, we have an upcoming meetings with the legacy mentors based in Gateshead and hopefully uh, the legacy mentor in Newcastle Hospital will also be joining us on that meeting, but we're still trying to get in, in, in the dates on what's going to happen. So it's more of uh, sharing the best practices and approach since this is a new service in the NHS. So there is no established norms or procedure or policies that we could adapt but learning through experience as well as as legacy mentors and how we approach certain situation based on the uh, based on the circumstances of the staff or nurse midwife or AHB that we are supporting so but basically our our intention is to cover in a most holistic approach as possible we're not just there to support on the clinical aspect if the person is struggling on the clinical aspect, but we're also kind of like looking what might be the factors contributing why this person is really not keen on adapting with a new role. So possibly there's something underlying. So that, those kind of like things that we're trying to um, patch things all together whenever we try to support one, yeah. And I presume with each new staff member that you talk to, there's different case that you're always learning from different experience experiences they've had as well. So you're always learning, I presume. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
actually we have like a different experiences with each of the referrals like once we have like any any of those staff who come to us for a support we will just ask like a face to face conversation first we will just write down like what actually the their needs if there anything we can help prior we move forward which which something can be sorted out on the root level some need to be have like more support some need to be have like more signposting to some other departments it might be a semi conversation that make the staff feel secure staff feel valued that can be close the case it's something like a communication something like a religious practice or something belief or um, something they need might support some accommodation or some family issues that make the staff affected in the terms of a performance on the ward level so a good conversation a compassionate attitude that makes the staff feel more valued and relaxed you've already mentioned how you help uh, our staff such as international nurses but you've already and you mentioned how this also helps our staff but how do you deliver that support and uh, if a member of staff says i'm struggling with this how would you go about doing that Um, well, what happens is um, we either get contacts from ward department or team managers may get in touch to say they've got someone who's who's struggling and may just need a little bit of support. Also, people can self-refer into the service. So if anyone wants access um, to a legacy mentor, they can just contact us via our joint mailbox. Um, we do get to meet quite a lot of um, new recruits because we're part of the preceptorship program. So we do a um, a presentation on the preceptorship program to introduce ourselves to the newly qualified um, nurses, midwives, and allied health professionals. So there's there's roots of of how people can get into the service, and then when when we do meet with someone like what Bensie said, we just have that initial conversation to go over thoughts, feelings, any concerns that someone has and, and and we talk those through with people. It's a bit like a mini counselling service at, at first, but yeah. um and, and just share our own thoughts and, and views as well and, and our our own experiences as experienced nurses that we can we can help support. So yeah that's and you mentioned there the preceptorship program. Mm-hmm. Could you go into a bit of detail what that is? Yeah, we yeah, work really closely with our uh, colleagues in um, NMAP education team, which NMAP's short for Nurses, Midwif- Midwives and Allied Health Professionals. And they run um, the preceptorship program for newly qualified healthcare professionals. Um, and also um, our international colleagues, who've internationally educated colleagues who've joined us recently in the Trust so that that sort of runs once a month, and it's a um, it's a, a program of education to really introduce people to the trust around patient safety, care planning, and things like that. So it's really important that, that people do that program when they're newly qualified, and we're part of that now. So we are part of that and offer our pastoral support and our service to those people and actually some have then approached us after the preceptorship program to to ask for some additional support which is fine and then myself Bensie, Jimmy or Siobhan will then go and see those people in their clinical areas and sit down have a have a discussion with them and it may be that their needs then need some support around um, aspects of tasks and roles in the clinical environment which we can help with and support and then also link in with the preceptorship team so it's very we're very much part of a wider team and um, supporting the, with the preceptorship team the clinical educators the preceptors on the ward you know the um, people who are mentoring the newly qualified staff so we're definitely part of that team and I think we all complement each other quite well 
And since you, the team's set up, um, can you already see the benefits uh, this has with our uh, staff? Have you received uh, much feedback at all? Yes, um, definitely. Um, not just on the clinical aspect, but more on the pastoral side, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I have seen this person who I, I am currently I'm supporting, and the per, uh, this, this person is really anxious in terms of her job security because of the job requirements and what like for example for the nurse to be qualified uh, to be re- uh, to be registered with the NMCs they have to meet English language test OSCE and also the CBT and this particular staff that I was supporting was really anxious that she's not able to meet up on the time frame those requirements and she's just started crying to me and she told me that oh if I had known you before I would have asked you to, 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 to give me support from the very beginning because I just don't know where to go or who to ask or, or something like that. But the moment that I met her, set her expectation, and then communicated in a wider team, her manager, Jane, our international recruitment matron, um, Mayfloor, and also to Anthony, and told them uh, this, this is a situation of the, of the staff She's really anxious on our job security uh, because of the NMC requirements or because of the requirements. Um, so we came up with a resolution on how can we help her in short term and also in the long term. So we already got the plan and now she is still happily working with trust and I'm continuously supporting her from the pastoral side just to you know keep, keep uh, uh, check on her if her emotional side or her mental state uh, or the whole uh, well-being are are in check so that's one one good thing yeah, yeah it's really lovely to get some of that feedback and we get um some some staff email us to say thank you and how much of a difference it's made we also get quite a few emails from the managers of those staff as well because mm-hmm. um you know they they're really pressurized in the in in the clinical areas so I think they really value the additional support that the services is giving them to support their staff because that's sure what they, they do, really they're want. All very very busy, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haven't got that extra time to have that one on one to one support yeah. with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, that's brilliant. And it is also, I think, makes a difference that uh, having a go-to person or a go-to figure that they know that being on their position. Uh, years ago, like that, that would give them kind of like a different kind of confidence or uh, ease uh, among themselves that, oh, this person has done this and he's still with the trust, doing this, doing that. I can also do it. I just need to be guided. If any of our colleagues who um, wanted to get in touch with, with you, what's the best way to do so? We have actually the Legacy Mentor referral form, so that can be filled out by the Trust Legacy Mentor Service website, or we have like a three Legacy Mentors at the post, uh, and Janie is our matron at the NMAP workforce, and Jimmy, myself, Bensi, and she phone. So we have our own personal emails as well, but we send out our uh, Trust web, web address for the Legacy Mentor Service to fill out the referral form. Actually, it's not uh, necessarily to get the managers or a band six deputy to be filled the form in. But the staff, if they need support, they can self-refer. There is no boundaries. There is no set limitation. They can free field to come as directly to talk. 
I have an experience couple of days before one of the staff while she see on the road I'm just crossing and she comes straight away to me and telling that oh you know like I'm going through these Sundays so I told her don't worry so we are here to support and help so she come to me in like in terms of her OSCE support and little bit more support additional mm -hmm. so she feel like a I think the service is uh, getting more welcomed and valued and the staff is come directly in, instead of getting the managers getting involved. But it's uh, it's up to at a level like if there is any problem with the performance management or there is any issues on the board level, the managers can refer to have more support. Otherwise the staff can directly come to us for to offer more support. So just in case there's any staff uh, listening to this and be like, oh yeah, I really want to get in touch with this team, um, what's, the, what's the best email to get in touch with you? Um, the best email um, to email on, and all of us check the mailbox, is stsft.legacymentorteam, all um, one word, at nhs.net. So that's stsft.legacymentorteam at nhs.net. And we're on the global email address, so if you just type that in, you'll, you'll find that. Brilliant. And that brings us uh, to the end of this episode. So thank you very much, Jane, Siobhan, Bensi and Jimmy for joining me today and talking about what you do in the Legacy Mentor team. Thank, thank you very much, Harry. Thanks, Thanks so for having us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of our People Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up to date with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.